Another day, another dollar. Another day, another how many bucks? Uh, another about twenty bucks. Ah, uh, what'd you do? Um, let's see. Got finally got the last of my money out of the bank. Yay! I caught it while the uh, ATM was working. Yay! Mm. Went in, uh, went in, uh, and, uh, went in, uh, went in, uh, went in, uh, went in, uh, what else to do? Got laundry done. And then, uh, got all my getting myself together stuff done. So that was, I don't know, just uh, listen a little bit of the oldies forum. And uh, I don't know, there's a. I don't know, there's a. One of the crack cords that showed up. There's one that there's one that I might I don't know. I might be willing to have to I don't know. One I might might be more willing to have sex with if I decided to. If I decided not to hold out, which I don't know, I'm probably still gonna hold out. Wait till I can go on the street and find a chick that really feels something for me, but she'd be somebody that I probably would would have sex with if if uh if I was, re- you know, like, if, if I really thought there was no way for me to get a regular chick, then she's a hooker I'd have sex with. But, uh, but, uh, I still don't, I don't know. I still don't, uh, I'm still thinking of holding out till I can find a real, more real chick for, you know, till I can get out on the streets and find a real chick, but, uh. Damn it. Chaos, it's the meaningful thing. Exactly. No, it is. That's what I'm thinking. You know, I'm thinking, but I'm still holding out for that, for more of a real chick. But damn it. If I couldn't find somebody, she's somebody that I'd love to put up in a motel for like as many days as I could afford to. So, I don't know. Anything else happen? Yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, I keep my, my plate of time empty. Ah, uh, so you're not pushing it to the limit, eh? Just taking it one day at a time? Well, you know, I mean, I just... Going through another day, I don't know. My plate of time empty for like for you know ever probably. 
I don't ever want to be that busy because I want a real chick like that. And if I did find a real chick, then uh, I would make sure that I wouldn't be too busy to put my energy into her as much as they want to be busy, but I don't. They want to accomplish all this shit, but I don't. What, a female? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I freaking uh, woke up at like 11 and tried to uh, uh, contact the manager, but she wasn't there. So I went back to sleep. Then I woke up at like three. The lady wasn't there again. Went out and smoked a cigarette. Then uh, finally just, you know, the other chick that works in the office, she was like, oh, just... You know, fill out your money order and put it in her ma- in her mail slot. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, no, the mail slot is fucking. It's open, so someone can just take the fucking you know money order, and then I'd be out of fucking 157 bucks not paid on my rent. So I was like, fuck that. Mm-hmm. You tell her that? No, but, you know, I was just, like, ignoring her pretty much. Okay, so what do you got to, so does that mean you got to pay a late charge or what? I don't think so. Okay, well, hopefully they'll take your bread. I don't know, did you get a chance to deliver it to her or? Yeah. Okay. Well, then she got it. I'm gonna have to buy this again. Fucking uh, chicken, broccoli, cheese, and uh, it's got like that flaky bread stuff on top. Yeah, right on. Yeah, so it's pretty solid, but uh, yeah, turn that into her. She didn't mention a late fee. Okay. So I think okay. I'm in the clear, but if she does say I need to pay a late fee, I'll just pay it later. Right. Then I spent. Well, I talked to my hard headed ass sponsor, and he said he went back to sober living. What? My sponsor. What did he say? He said he went back to sober living. Yeah, okay. But what I told him he should do is go to the 30-day program at Access or someplace like that 
get a certificate of completion after 30 or 35 days. And then get your PO off your back so you're not constantly risking prison every time you relapse. Which he completely ignored and just went to sober living. Okay. So, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. Okay. I don't know. Because I don't know how long his P.O. is going to be willing to accept his bullshit and not send him to prison. So, you know, I'll have a pointed chat with him because basically it looks like what I'm going to have to tell him is that you know, I'll be your sponsor and we can work the steps, but you're about to relapse again. Because a guy with 30 years sober basically told me, don't fire a sponsee because you weren't hired. Okay. So that's what I dealt with in the afternoon. Well, it hasn't been dealt with completely. Okay, what, what were you trying to deal with? Advising this guy that he's going to relapse. Okay. Well, who knows? He can prove me wrong, but he's just doing the same shit he's been doing for the last year that I've known him. You know, he's one of those guys that'll use even though he's got congestive heart failure from using. So obviously death doesn't, you know, doesn't scare him enough to stop. Well, not scaring me. Or sometimes it does, but usually it doesn't. Shit, death would be the only thing that would be a permanent solution to everything that's fucked up in life. <laughs> well, you don't do stuff that'll immediately kill you. No, nah, but I'm heading for it, you know. Dying of that heart heart attack or stroke or whatever the fuck it is. It'll be worth it. I'm not putting up a fight to my death. Yeah, that's what this guy's basically doing. Is he says he wants to fight, but then he just does the same shit that's got him nowhere but uh you know uh life support system he has to carry around all day every day. Well then. Yeah, he literally has to carry around a bag that'll shock his heart if it stops working right. Okay. Right on. Maybe the nightmare will end for him. 
Well, it's going to end because his heart ain't going to be able to keep taking. It's already weak. Well, right on. Maybe you won't have to experience any more of these bad experiences again. Yeah, I'll be there for him until he takes his last breath. But uh, then I spent the day trying to contact someone to take me to the church meeting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, watch some anime while I was, you know, waiting and trying to contact people. Mm-hmm. And I ate some Oreo Cakesters, which were surprisingly not very good. Oreo what? Cakesters. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like a... It's kind of like a cupcake, but Oreo. Hey, hey. Sounds good. It wasn't. <laughs> like it, well, I ain't gonna say it was horrible, but it was like... What, it didn't taste good? Not really. Yeah, what made it taste bad? It just tasted kind of like a dry Twinkie. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's probably not as good as the original Oreo cookie shit. No, it is not. But uh finally got to go to church. And today during the group, the topic was... What is the, what's it called? What do you base your recovery off of? Like, what's your bedrock? And be honest. Okay. What were people's responses? Uh, They were different. You know, drugs, self, God. You know, mine was just basically that it used to be, you know, I lived by an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, and a life for a life. Which led me to basically always trying to give vengeance myself on people. But now my philosophy is, you know, the other scripture, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. Okay, so what does it have to do with with your recovery? Is that basically, like, the people that have done me wrong in my life, I'm not going to plot. Like, the people that have done wrong to me in my life, Mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to plot to get revenge on them when I get the opportunity to. Okay. That still goes back to the question, what does that have to do with recovery? Well, basically, it also has to do with recovery because, you know, I'm not letting 
my own will be the will that leads my life. I'm letting God's will be the will that leads my life. And what does that have to do with recovery? Basically, when I wasn't in recovery, I was just trying to live my life. Wait, say it again? I said, basically, when I was, you know, using drugs, I was just living my life saying, I'm going to do everything on my own. I just want God to take my soul when I die. But otherwise, I want him to leave everything in my life up to my ability. Now, in recovery, I'm not trying to, you know, take on the world by myself. Okay, so because recovery tells you to, you know, the AA people tell you to go to a a higher power, then that's the bedrock of your recovery. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, you know, did the church meeting... And now I finally come to the conclusion that I'm not talking to any of those chicks at that church anymore because I get ignored quite a lot when I try and speak to them. I know one or two chicks that try and say hi, but the rest just ignore me when I speak to them, so. Not like I was trying to fuck them, but at least be cordial, bitch. Yeah, it's just like other meetings, you know, when I see like, you know, like one of the meetings I go to every once in a while, like half the people don't want to speak when you say hi. It's just like, don't speak to anybody unless you know they're going to say what's up. Which might not be the most Christ-like way to live, but hey, I'm not perfect. I'll leave that so up what to are you Jesus. About that might not be the most Christ-like way to live. Is you know speaking to people whether they speak back or not. Yeah. Oh, okay. Either way, I don't know. See, I'm trying. You know, I want to be like like Lucifer, and I know I can't do that. So, because I'm still not him. So. Oh, you gotta remember, Lucifer was willing to go for broke for his cause. Yeah, I'm willing to go for broke for my cause, definitely. But it's just, since I'm still not him, I can't even try to be him. You know, it's like, it's just, all I can be is myself. And I figure myself has become a brutal enough monster that, uh, you know, people would still maybe see me as Lucifer in some ways, so what the hell. How is that being willing to go for broke? Well, I know, like, you know, I do whatever I have to, whatever, uh, whatever I have to do to get to, 
to eventually realize my sex dream uh, when I'm out in the streets. I'm only glad on the streets if I can do that. That's going for broke. <laughs> Sounds like the safe option to me. Okay, what do you think would be a better way that's more going for broke? Well, kill somebody like a Christian, like you said. Yeah, I know. But I gotta do that. I gotta do that sometime before I die. I mean, that is something I gotta do, but that has nothing to do with what I really want out of my life. That's just, okay, this being wants to hurt me after I die, so I gotta get even with him before he does it to me. But everything that's about what I want to do with my life doesn't have anything to do with that, so... I had a similar philosophy until I realized that the position that would allow me to take vengeance was going to take way too fucking long. Yeah, okay. Well, the vengeance I'd love to get, and again, even that's not important. I would definitely love to get vengeance against uh, Della Clark and Charmaine Francois and... and, uh, really love to uh to uh kill Shawanda's kids especially the youngest ones to get even with her for depriving me of the last year of Angela's life yeah. somebody deprived me of the love of my life I'd probably want to kill him too. So I can't fault your logic, but what happens if you die before you get the chance to enact your revenge? Then I'm fucked. Then I really can't do shit. Then you know. Then you know I'm gonna get my condemnation. You know my my my. Uh condemnation and I, I won't be able to say to the lame creator at least I was able to kill one of the people who sang songs to you it's... yeah that's not a chance I'm willing to take see if I'm gonna die I'm gonna I'm, I want to take that chance but I want what I want out of life that badly and I want what I had with the Carol that badly that I'm willing to spend eternity in hell to fucking get that as many times as I can. Well, I didn't mean in that way not willing to take that chance. It's just the path I'm on now, it's not my goal, but if my life ever came to shit again and you know, the opportunity to get revenge, like, this would be the way I'd have the money and the means to do it and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think about stuff. I don't know. I'm thinking one of the best ways to get revenge against, uh, against Shawanda. I'd just love to call up, uh, Angela's mom and go, when it, one of Shawanda's kids is little Asher, so I'm like, it'd be funny to call to call to call Angela's mom up and go, "What's the best thing about little? A- What's the best thing about Asher?" 
and then and then you go. You can put both both his dick and his balls in your mouth at the same time. <laughs> I see. <laughs> What, because you chopped him off or something? No, because, you know, he's such a small kid. Well, he probably wouldn't be small anymore, given how much time has passed. Yeah, it's still, okay, how many years has it been? Let me think, because the kid was like... five or so when I, when I, when I saw it, when I, when I was in the hospital with the... Angela before she died. So, okay. That was 19, 19, 20. Or no, yeah, that was, that was 2019, yeah. And 2020. 21, yeah. I don't know. Eight years old, you think the organs might have grown more? <laughs> that you couldn't do that trick. Not like I'd want to, but just just to freak the fucking, just to freak the, 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 uh, the grandparents out would just be fun to say that. You're really thinking of doing that to my grandson? Welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order Show. I'm your host, Aaron Order. I'm Kyle Chaos. So let's see, what are we doing now? Are we Yahooing because we didn't go through too much Yahoo? Or yeah, we're going to Yahoo. Okay. Oh, yeah, I saw some stupid article about bong smoke is worse than uh, smoking a cigarette. Well, secondhand smoke yeah, from no, a bong. I'm not buying that. I, I, bet, I bet the people that came up with that study, one, I bet it wasn't be able to be uh, you know, replicated twice. I, I bet they weren't blind studies. And I bet it was, you know, one of those studies that the that, that, that Partnership for Drug-Free America wants to use. So I'm not buying that at all. Yeah, I wasn't buying it either because they're not talking about cancer-causing stuff in the first place. They're just like, oh, these particles from the smoke is worse than, worser levels than the 
levels in the cigarette secondhand smoke, and it's like, dude, what am I worried about more? Getting cancer or fucking getting dangerous levels of a toxin? Well, not even dangerous, just not healthy. That's why I was pretty much thinking that was bullshit. Because number one, it was like, oh, when you hotbox, this is when this happens. It's like most people don't hotbox. Not all the time. It's rare. It's like, even you, like, how often do you hotbox? I don't know. I don't remember it. The main thing I remember about hotboxing was uh, when uh, I was staying at uh, Peter and Moses's, and Peter would want to get get the dog high. It's like, want some puppy hotbox? Yeah, we used to do that to our friends. Well, my friend's cat. Uh Until he'd meow, until we let him out the room. But, oh yeah, I was about to fuck up and do the last fucking segment's mistake. Stay on NPR. Why Putin's next big win could be in France. Okay, let's hear about this one. What is Putin going to do that's going to be so good for him in France? The White House has begun to harbor fears that Vladimir Putin could soon notch his biggest victory of Russia's invasion of Ukraine in Paris. There is growing concern within President Biden's administration that the narrowing polls in the French presidential election that show a tight race between incumbent Emmanuel Macron and far-right challenger Marine Le Pen. Okay, so so if the neo-Nazi wins, that's good for Russia. Okay, we're right on. I mean, I'd still rather see, in a way, as much as I wouldn't want to vote for either one, probably, I mean, that'd be a hard one, you know, as far as who's the lesser of the two evils. It's just the crown is so fucked up that maybe, maybe even a neo-Nazi, if, he, if uh, she's going to go against the war and... and uh, I don't know, like, like a lot of the other issues that she talked about that, that were at least somewhat more human issues uh, would go forward. So in a way, I, I almost hope that she wins the election just because I don't like Necron that much. But still, it's like I wouldn't want to vote for either one. It's like it's not a choice. The French don't really have a choice on who to vote for. But if they vote for her, I mean, one, this will be the first time a... a truly, you know, party that, that at least in the start of the party was, was uh, pushing the uh, philosophy of Hitler would actually be in power. So that's kind of weird, but uh, I don't know. That's, uh, you know, there's not really a choice of who to vote for in France, but a lot of people 
might see her as they might see Le, Le Pen as a uh, as a lesser of the two evils. She probably is. Yeah, no, that's what I'm thinking. To me, she probably is. You know, it's like. Because it's like, honestly, it's like... It's thing to some kind of change as much as a lot of her issues are fucked up. Yeah, because France is, has become too woke to implement Hitler's final solution. So even if she's there, it doesn't mean the French if, are going to... If they're really do. willing to... Because this party, up until three years ago, was really the, the Nazi party. You know, like it was established in 1976 under all this Hitler shit. And uh, it's like everybody knows that that's what it is. You know, it's like anybody that knows French history and the history of that party knows that party was originally established as a neo-Nazi party. And uh, now they're, you know, so people know that when they're voting for this, they're voting for a Nazi. It's like I, I think I don't think they're like too woke not to vote for for someone like that. If the the uh, uh, opposition to her is that bad, which Macron is that bad of, of uh, an opposition, so. Just because Macron is that that horrible, a lot of people might be willing to vote for a neo-Nazi. I don't mean that they're willing to vote for a neo-Nazi. I mean implement what she truly wants. I don't know. I mean, I don't see why she couldn't implement it if her party like really won the uh, the presidency and and the uh, the uh, parliament. Everybody was thinking it was going to be some grand holocaust when Trump won. Well, I was kind of thinking it would be, too. I mean, I still think that the the ultimate goal of, of uh, the government is to make that kind of a holocaust happen. I mean, that's why I'm really worried about what's going to happen in the future. About a lot of shit. You know, especially if... 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 Uh, if uh, Caruso wins. Who's Caruso? He's this dude that a lot of people are thinking is going to win the election uh, that really wants to clamp down on homeless people and really fuck with everybody and and round people up and, and lock them in jail and shit. Alright, ready to go to the next article. Well, did we go into what this article was? Because we didn't really go into the article. They're just, you know, like, what are they saying about Le Pen if Le Pen wins France? You know, just that, you know, like, how she's sympathizing with Russia, just that she's going against the war. Which, well, hey, you know, you... someone who's against the war wins the presidency. That's a good thing for everybody in France, really. Not just for Putin, but for everybody in France that doesn't want to fight this stupid war. 
Well, you already summed it up, but a possible victory by Le Pen, a Putin sympathizer, could destabilize the Western coalition against Moscow, upending France's role as a leading European power and potentially giving other NATO leaders cold feet about staying in the alliance. According okay, to well, that would be a good sign, actually. If if that alliance breaks and people stop wanting to fund the uh, war between Russia and the in, you know the if people stop wanting to arm the Ukrainians and stop wanting to uh, uh, support these sanctions, that would be a good thing for every country. Period. If, for every country that doesn't want this war to go on. Potentially giving other NATO leaders cold feet about staying in the alliance. According to three senior administration officials not authorized to publicly discuss private conversations. Okay. Uh, What else in the article? Senior U.S. officials have warily watched across the Atlantic for any signs of possible Russian interference in the first round of the elections, which will take place Sunday. Polls suggest that Macron and Le Pen would likely then advance to a showdown on April 24th, and that the potential two-person race would be close. Okay. Le Pen has surged over the past couple of weeks as she has toned down some of her notoriously incendiary rhetoric to focus on cost of living issues. Millions in France are struggling to make ends meet after a 35% surge in gas prices over the past year. Her resume deeply worries the White House. Though Le Pen styles herself a benign populist, her campaign platform on immigration and Islam are still radical. Mm-hmm. With plans to well, ban... Well, she's benign. Her party's a Nazi party. That's not benign. <laughs> With plans to ban the veil from all public places and stop foreigners from enjoying the same rights as French citizens. Don't see anything wrong with that, but... We know. We know you're just waiting to... to, uh, take some unwilling Mexican people from Dayton and fry them up in your gas oven. Hold on a second, somebody's calling me. Okay. Woo woo! Yeah. Can I come over for a little bit? 
Not today. Not today. Do you have a C charger? I'll trade you a fucking um iPhone charger for one. Can't use an iPhone charger, bro. Well, I don't want my phone to die. Sorry, can't help you. All right, peace. Hello? Yep. Yeah, had to give old Richard the stiff arm. The what? Stiff arm. Mm. You know, the Heisman. It's like if someone's trying to tackle you in football, you just slam your your palm into their face. Okay, well, what, how is he trying to tackle you? Because he's asking to come over here and use my seat charger, and I'm just like, you know what? Last time you left here, you used my fucking towel to supposedly wipe water off the floor. Which really, I think he just used my fucking towel to dry off. And I've told him repeatedly, don't use my fucking towel. Mm. And then, you know, knocked over. For the first time you ever fucked. <laughs> yeah, there won't be any male on male fucking. No, we know that. But next, you know, first time you get whatever chick that's willing to do something, you can use that towel. It's your fucking towel. Punny. But, uh, yeah, and then he's like, oh, I'll trade you, uh, your C charger for an iPhone charger. And I'm like, dude, I don't have an iPhone. Mm. What am I going to do with that? Mm. And he's all like, oh, I don't want my phone to die. I'm like, can't help you, homie. It's like, seriously, that guy's got to get, he can't just do shit at my house and think he's going to be allowed to come back over. Mm. No, right on. You stood up for yourself, right on. Exactly. Okay. Anyway, where were we on this article of uh, Le Pen, if she wins the uh, election, being able to to, uh, fuck the... War effort up because she's uh, so much of an anti-war uh, candidate right now, at least against the war between uh, supporting the uh, war between uh, Ukraine and, and uh, Russia. You say what? Okay. Uh, what else in the article about uh, Le Pen being a good, uh, you know, someone who could make the. Uh, War effort uh, stop more uh, because uh, she's against the uh, uh, supporting the war between Russia and the Ukraine. Her surname in certain circles is synonymous with racism and xenophobia. She now fronts the far right anti-immigration party. Her father founded. And she has been an unabashed admirer of Putin. 
whom she met in Moscow in 2017, though she has somewhat distanced herself from the Russian president since the invasion of Ukraine. She has spoken sympathetically of Putin's rationale for war and rejected some of the Western coalition's hardline measures against Russia. Well, I don't believe in Putin's rationale for war, but I still don't think we should be supporting this war. But, uh, you know, and, and this anti-immigrant party, remember, this was this is the national front in France that was started as a neo-Nazi party back in, in 76. So there's still, you know, there's still roots. Their roots are, are Nazi. You know, what, uh, what else is uh, what else is in the article? A Le Pen victory, once unthinkable, would present the European Union with its biggest crisis since Brexit, potentially triggering a slow death rattle for the constellation of countries and completely upending a continent. And in the short term, it would deeply shake the pro-Ukraine coalition that extends from Warsaw to Washington. Well, that would be good. That, that uh... Pro-Ukrainian coalition, to me, needs to be shaken. Yeah, it does. The worst-case scenario, according to White House officials, would be that Le Pen could win and then pull France from the coalition currently standing alongside Kiev against Moscow. See, to me, that's a best-case scenario. If Le Pen wins and they pull France out of this coalition and this coalition that wants to support the war in the Ukraine gets broken, that's a good sign for all of us that don't want to support this war. That's a best-case scenario to me. And if it's worst-case scenario to the White House, that's a best-case scenario to me. <laughs> Probably. Whatever is worst-case scenario for the White House is fucking great. Uh, great circumstances for me. Since then, France has supported the Ukrainians with weapons and assistance, but they've been quiet about it, refusing to release details on what and how much they're sending. Hello, Yes, uh, Zelensky. Here, take this. Don't tell anybody that, that we gave this to you. That we that we gave this to you. These are are some very good weapons. Oh, I love to look at your brown ass. You are such beautiful brown ass. Oh yes. Washington fears that Le Pen in the Illicy would upset. This delicate balance, her victory could then prompt other European leaders, some of whom were already nervous about getting tough on Russia to bail on the alliance as well. And I kind of feel that like this good. is just repeating itself. Yeah, no, but that I just keep thinking whatever, if the White House thinks something's the worst case scenario, that's good. Like, whatever is the, the, the thing that, that the current assholes running America don't want is the thing that is is a good scenario for me.
Like when things are looking worst case scenario for my enemies, that's best case scenario to me. You know, just kind of like whenever the press says, you know, like when a bunch of cops got shot, like, I don't know how many, two years ago, and the, and the press was going, this was a terrible day in, in, in history. I'm like, no, this was a great day in history. A bunch of cops got killed. Fuck yes. Alright, you go to the next article. Yeah, let's go to the next article. What the fuck is this that popped up on my crowds? Wait, what's it saying? Biden signs U.S. Postal Service reform bill into law. Okay, what does this do? President Joe Biden signed a sweeping bill into law on Wednesday that will overhaul the U.S. Postal Service's finances and allow the agency to modernize its service. It's no exaggeration to say that the Postal Service delivers democracy. And it's no exaggeration to say the Postal Service is as essential as it ever was, has ever been today. Mm-hmm. Biden, there are a lot of people that don't think that, but I'm not one of them. What? There's a lot of people that don't think the Postal Service is essential, but uh, I'm not one of those people. Yeah, I think it's essential. Biden ticking through the reforms included in the bipartisan bill noted that it sets the Postal Service on a more sustainable and stable financial footing. Oh boy, what does that mean? Uh, Maybe it means that the the, the Postal Service will be mailing uh, uh animal feed to uh, different farms, so that'll be stabilizing it, you know, because the animal feed will go into different barns, and that's called stabilization, because the animal food's going into the stables. Uh, It will require employees to enroll in Medicare when eligible and repeals a previous mandate for the agency that forced it to cover health care costs up front and years in advance. Mm-hmm. Those two measures would save the USPS nearly $50 billion over the next decade, according to the House Oversight Committee. The legislation also requires the Postal Service to create an online public dashboard with local and national delivery and performance data, as well as allow USPS to work with local governments 
to offer other helpful non-postal services. (laughs) That could be nefarious. What, are they going to use the fucking postal service to give, you know, COVID per public service announcements or some shit? Okay, what are they saying? What was this last thing? Allow USPS to work with local governments to offer other helpful non-postal services. Mm, I don't know if that's what it means. I think it's more... I don't know, maybe something having to do with technology shit, I don't know. Today we enshrined into law our recognition that the Postal Service is fundamental to our economy, to our democracy, to our health, and the very sense of who we are as a nation. Okay. Biden said to... you're getting medicines from them in the mail, I guess you could say that. Okay, what else in the article? Unlike other government institutions, the U.S. Postal Service must rely on revenue it collects from deliveries, not taxpayer funding, to support itself. This means that the agency established in 1775 must operate without the usual financial benefits of being a federal agency while still having to bear those costs. Okay. In his remarks, the president praised the Postal Service for keeping people and communities across the nation connected, noting its long history as one of the government's oldest agencies and its most recent efforts to deliver free COVID-19 at-home test kits to millions of households. Yeah, no, that's the government's shit. What else in the article? The Postal Service stepped up to make that happen as well. And now they've delivered over 320 million COVID-19 test kits so far. Woohoo. Impressive turnaround for an unprecedented task. It's continuing to truly heroic service that you've provided throughout this pandemic. Yeah, nothing to do with being heroic. This has everything to do with pushing, uh, trying to get the proof to hang people make everybody a pariah yeah which was a non postal service issue that they took upon themselves yeah it's just the government's newest bullshit that they're trying to push on everybody Before heading to the president's desk, the Postal Service Reform Act enjoyed a rare wave of bipartisan support, easily clearing the Senate and passing the House. The co-sponsors of the legislation, which included Democrats, Representative Carolyn Maloney and Senator Gary Peters, as well as Republicans Jim Comer, and Rob Portman, I believe Rob Portman's from Ohio, 
Okay. Praise the bell sign. Okay. And again, what's the timing? You know, why are they so happy about the timing? This historic law will finally get the Postal Service on sustainable financial footing after decades of decline. I'm proud to have negotiated this bill across party lines and to have worked hand-in-hand with Ranking Member Comer, Chairman Peters, and Ranking Member Portman. Okay. The law will strengthen USPS for years to come. And Portman, a senator for Ohio, said that when paired with the USPS 10-year plan, the new law will help put the agency on a more sustainable financial footing and support the goal of providing long-term reliable service across the country. Okay. You gotta be fucking kidding me, man. Oh, the fire thing again. Woohoo. I guess we get to have fun on this show. I'm not going outside. It's cold. Okay. If I smell smoke, I'll leave. Okay. Fire thing used to sound like that. Or no, no, you sound worse than that. Ready to go to the next article? Okay. I mean, I don't know. I'm still like stuck on this Le Pen thing. So I really hope that Le Pen wins, and that uh, it'll take the wind out of this. Uh, Supporting the Ukraine, uh, arming the Ukraine and giving them pro sanctions thing. And what was that country we were talking about like a couple days ago that their prime minister or president had sat up and basically he had dissolve the parliament or whatever so he could stay president. Oh, shit. I'm trying to remember what country that was. I think that was... Uh, Romania or something like that? Or, no. Some, yeah, it was some country near Ukraine. Yeah, well, or Washington was it, just... Or was it Kashmir? Was it Kashmir? No, I, don't think it it Pakistan. Pakistan. I, guess, I think it might have been Pakistan. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was Pakistan. Okay. But yeah, Washington just, like, they, they announced this yesterday. I forgot to bring it up, but they sanctioned that country because he stayed in power. Okay, well, I don't think, this, I don't think sanctions are a really good way to help anybody, and that's just getting us to be enemies with yet another country, which... Is it helping us? Is is uh, 
people without money. The more wars we fight against other countries, and the more we make enemies of other countries, the worse things are for us. Got to stop getting involved in everybody else's situations. Got to stop being the cops of the world. Well, I hear the signs. Welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order Show. I'm your host, Aaron Order. I'm Kyle Chaos. And at the hut building where uh, Aaron is, they're having the, the fire alarm go off. You can hear me, me, me. Me, me, me. Anyway, so what are we doing? Did we start an article or were we about to start an article? I guess I don't think we did, right? We're about to start an article. Okay, what, what, what's this article we're starting? New clue on dinosaur killing object found in U.S. Okay. There aren't any dinosaurs, so, like, why would there be, like, a dinosaur killing object? Like, who cares? That's not going to help us nowadays. True. Okay, let's go to the next article. Kimmel calls out Green after she reports his joke to police. After he reports what? His joke to police. Okay, this is... Oh, Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm kind of wondering what Jimmy... I don't know. Yeah, we'll see what Jimmy Kimmel has to say. As much as mostly his stuff is really lame and pro-government lame, I don't know, like, this time, like, the person who you thought would be more rebellious wound up acting more pro-government than anybody. <laughs> what did Jimmy Kimmel have to say, or what's in the article? They turn off that damn room. You can dig it. Jimmy Kimmel calls out Marjorie Taylor Greene hypocrisy after she reported his joke to Capitol Police. Okay. Yeah, she is kind of being a hypocrite, so I'd love him to explain how much of a hypocrite she is. So what's an article? On Thursday's Jimmy Kimmel Live, Kimmel opened the show by addressing the burgeoning feud between him and Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. 
It all started after Kimmel made a joke about Green invoking Will Smith's infamous Oscar slap in response to a tweet she posted calling three Republican senators pro-pedophile because they voted in favor of confirming Katanji Brown-Jackson to the Supreme Court. Well, you know, but, uh, hell, I, you know, I'm pro-pedophile. I want them, I want the pedophiles to win. So if those three senators are pro-pedophile, maybe they'd be, maybe, maybe, well, if they weren't doing so many other things that were making them, uh, obstacles to my freedom, then if the only issue they cared about was helping pedophiles go free, then I'd vote for someone like that. <laughs> so that everybody could get the kind of sex they like, no matter who got hurt by it. No matter, no matter who gets harmed by it. But okay, uh, so what else in the article? Until Thursday night, the back and forth was only on Twitter. Hmm. Okay. What else in the article? Uh, just lists off a bunch of tweets. Okay. Well, what were the tweets? Uh. Oh, it finally stopped. Yeah. This threat of violence against me by Jimmy Kimmel has been filed with the Capitol Police. Jimmy Kimmel, who has a picture of himself with a mask on that just looks like his face. It's like, way to be a square. Officer, I would like to report a joke. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, you weren't joking. You hide your misogyny and your racism behind your jokes on ABC. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, where is he racist? I mean, like, what... Because he was pissed off at her? Like, okay, I don't know where our Taylor, where Marjorie Taylor Greene is, is getting this shit from, but okay. This was a dog whistle to the violent left to assault me or worse, and you're already inspiring fantasies of violence against me. How many new death threats will I get that are your fans? Okay. One, his show is so pro-government; it's not even funny. He's not even with any consider any anything radical left. He's more moderate left, which means that they're not out to change anything, and they're not into anything radical. So it's like, he's just pro-government. Like, god damn! Like, you're worried about that, dude. The only fantasies you inspire are of silence. Maybe you should report this to animal control. Okay. What else is in the article? 
That's the end of it. Okay. GOP lawmaker seeks to halt effort to block re-election run. Okay, what? What lawmaker supports whose effort to block re-election? I mean, what's this about? Marjorie Taylor Greene seeks to quash effort to block her from running for re-election. Okay. Well, let's go into this. Or is this part of the same article or is this a different article? Different article. Okay, yeah, let's go into this. Federal Judge Amy Todenberg heard arguments from lawyers for Green, a first-term member of Congress from Northwest Georgia and from voters in her district who want to block her from running for re-election. The legal effort is being spearheaded by a nonpartisan legal advocacy group, Free Speech for People, and a progressive What's political Free Speech for People. Okay. And a progressive political action group, Our Revolution. Okay. Judge Totenberg, the sister of National Public Radio's legal correspondent Nina Totenberg, is expected to issue a ruling Monday on whether the challenge can move forward. Okay. Okay, kind of not. I hate when they try to say, oh, this person shouldn't be able to run for Congress again or whatever, but uh, I'm kind of wondering what their reasons for it are. Basically, they said that she violated the Constitution by encouraging and facilitating the January 6, 2021 assault on the uh, Capitol. Okay. That bullshit. Okay, well, I don't know why progressives want to get on this so much. This does not sound progressive. This is like, this is, this is the government trying to to uh, stop an attempt at a revolution. You know, whether uh, this time it was people that you wouldn't think would would ask for that, but in the in the, in the face of this last lockdown, you know, people of of you couldn't see it that way. But, uh, so I don't know, like, what is so progressive about trying to stop people that are trying to take down the government? That's like the opposite to me, but okay. Well, because most progressives probably aren't extremists. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. You know, like, I think if it was really progressive, it really would be considered extreme, if, if that word really meant anything. If anyway, Totenberg uh, allows the case to proceed, arguments will be heard next week. By administrative law judge Charles Boudrot. 
what else is in the article? The groups bringing the challenge against Green's candidacy describe it as a national campaign to ensure that election officials across the country follow the mandate of Section 3 of the 14th Amendment and bar elected officials who engaged in the insurrection, including former President Donald Trump, from appearing on any future ballot. Okay. The uh, legal effort is targeting numerous Republican members of Congress who, like Green, spread falsehoods about the 2020 election, incited Republican voters against the government in the days leading up to January 6th. Green, the complaint reads, encouraged and was otherwise involved in efforts to intimidate Congress and the vice president into rejecting valid electoral votes and subvert the essential constitutional function of an orderly and peaceful transition of power. she cheered them on after it happened 
But I don't I think, think she had anything this. to do with planning it or any shit like what they're claiming. Yeah, no. Well, that's, I mean, she probably didn't have anything to do with it, but this is what she's being accused of. And yet she's going to, to, to rat on, on that Jimmy Kimmel. So it's kind of... Uh, yeah, that's being a snowflake. That's being what she claims to be against. I wouldn't even call it being a snowflake because she reminds me of the chick that called the, uh, the, uh, got me busted. You know, the, the teacher that I threatened to kill that, uh, after I thought that she'd, uh, gotten a friend of mine busted for weed and it turned out that she got him busted for something that he deserved to get busted for, which was shoplifting, but I didn't know that at the time. But, uh... I don't know, she just reminds me of that. It's like... You know, she felt threatened, so she's like, okay, I'm gonna go call, uh... You know, call the principal on you and all that shit. You know, got suspended and all that shit. So, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. But I don't, you know, it's like, I don't think Jimmy Kimmel should have had the cops called on him. And I don't think R. Taylor, or I don't think Marjorie Taylor Greene should be kicked out of office because she supported the uh, whatever happened in uh, January 6th. But it's all kind of uh, weird. So I don't know. Is there any more to this article, or, or what else in the article? No, it's the end of the article. Schools pulled 1,000 books in unparalleled censorship bid. Oh, great. Where was this? In Texas? The entire U.S. Oh, great. So where was this? What places? I wonder if they mentioned some of the places where they're doing all this censorship. More than a thousand book titles, most addressing racism and LGBTQ issues, have been banned from U.S. classrooms and school libraries in the last nine months. Many under pressure from conservative parents and officials, the writers' organization PEN America said on Thursday. Well, that's fucked up. Again, you know, this is where the Republicans are doing the same stuff that they complain to the Democrats about doing. You know, it's like, I don't like, I, you know, I don't like the Democrats throwing people off of social media and, and censoring people's media, uh, you know, censoring people on the internet, but I also don't like Republicans, uh, you know, wanting to, to, to ban textbooks or ban uh, different books from libraries and shit. It's the same kind of lame censorship, and when either party, whether it's the, the the Democrats doing it 
like they were doing it recently, or, or in this case, the Republicans doing it. It's all really lame. So you want them to teach Mein Kampf to little kids? Yeah. I mean, I think kids should have should see what what were these people's philosophy? Where did it come from? What was the philosophy that that made Hitler what he was? I'm a big fan of learning that shit in either high school or college. I don't know. I was, I felt good about learning it. You know, it's like I felt well. I'm, I'm looking at you know what made these people what who they were. You know, I, I thought that was a good thing that I was exposed to everybody's point of view. I'm with the conservatives on this one. Okay. Well, I'm definitely against the conservatives on this one because I'm just against all the censorship. I don't think uh, the Republicans should be trying to ban library books from schools and shit. Anyway, what else in the article? In recent months, conservative parents have addressed school board meetings in numerous states to assail books they view as sexually explicit or as addressing racism in a way to make white children feel bad about themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, to me, this is all really lame. Like, you're doing exactly what the Democrats are doing that that, that you guys complain about. But okay. I think it's completely different. Okay, I don't think it is. Because there's a big difference between banning little kids from learning about political issues and banning adults from learning about political issues. Yeah, but why should, especially if it's political issues, why should you keep little kids from learning about political issues? Because they don't have the context or the intelligence to make the difference will tell the difference between right and wrong. Okay, but this is the same kind of crap that they say, oh, kids are stupid. You know, they don't have the ability to do all the, you know, I can't, I'm fucking 54 something years old, and I and I don't fucking know right from wrong, and I'm not going to let that stop me. And that's never stopped me. Or maybe I know what right and wrong is, but I'm, I'm going to do everything they say is wrong and not do anything they say is right. And fuck your whole concept of right and wrong. I thought it was okay to beat the shit out of fucking gay kids when I was a kid. Okay. And that's just because of what culture taught me. I wasn't in a position to understand that that was wrong. It took me years to understand. I'd love to beat the shit out of some fairies. <laughs> it took me years to realize that that was wrong and my dogma was incorrect. I didn't have the context to be able to make the decision between whether that was right or wrong. See, I don't know. I don't... I don't, uh... I don't know. I still think it's... I don't care if it's wrong. If I want to beat up some fairies, I'll beat up some fairies. (laughs) 
Penn compiled a database of banned books that includes the first no novel by Nobel Prize winner Toni Morrison and a memoir by actor and activist George Takei about being sent to an internment camp in California as a Japanese-American child during World War II. Well, that shouldn't have been banned. I just don't think any book should be banned from from libraries uh, by anybody. I just think that's stupid, but okay. It's not that they shouldn't be banned from libraries. It's that they shouldn't be taught to kids. Like, I don't want my tax dollars being spent on teaching little kids how to masturbate when they don't even give a fuck about that shit. So I, don't, I think there should be a class teaching little kids how to masturbate, you know, like, uh, damn it, you know, I, I think we need that. I mean, I think there's too many people that don't, you know, for me, like, I didn't know how to jack off right till I was like, Summer of when I was 16, and damn it, I wish I would have known how to do it a lot, you know, younger. You know? I I'm snuck and watched it. porn when I was 12 to learn how to jack off, right? Yeah. I just, like, didn't know if I did it long enough I could come. <laughs> I mean, I knew it was there, but I didn't know it until I really experienced it. And it's like, God damn. That was uh, pretty intense. But, uh, I don't know, it was like, uh, sadly, you know, I want, you know, like, if I have a daughter, I want, like, some chick to show her how to jack off, right? You know, have her, like, you know, jack off in front of her and say, now watch this, now do what I'm doing, okay? <laughs> That wouldn't mentally scar at all. I don't know. I know when I was a kid, I wouldn't have wanted some dude to jack off in front of me and tell me how to do it. Oh, no. Yeah, I probably wouldn't want to. Yeah, you're right. That would probably... <laughs> but what the hell? Challenges to books, specifically books by non-white male authors, are happening at the highest rates we've ever seen. Jonathan Friedman, director of PEN America's Free Expression Program and lead author of the report, said in a news release. What is happening in this country in terms of banning books in schools is unparalleled in its frequency, intensity, and success, he said. In Congress on Thursday, the House of Representatives Committee on Oversight and Reform held a hearing on book bans and academic censorship. Earlier in the week, the American Library Association released its own list of banned challenge books that closely tracked the PEN results. Learn to tolerate the speech you abhor as well as the speech you agree with. Representative Jamie Raskin, a Democrat, said imploring conservatives as well as liberals. Yeah, no, that, that, 
just anyway, I don't know uh, what else is in the article. Like, let me look it up because technically at the library you can read Minecraft. And that's a really racist book. Mm-hmm. I don't think I spelled that right. Mein Kampf. That is not. Yeah, you can read Hiller's book at the Dayton Metro Library. Okay, right on. That's what it's like. That shit shouldn't be in a school, but you can get that kind of shit from a library. Okay, well, I think it should be in schools, too. I don't, I don't, I'm against all this stupid censorship. I think the Republicans are being lame trying to censor all these books, and they're doing the same shit the Democrats are doing when they're trying to censor social media censor the internet. That's the thing. It's not like it's being censored in an open forum like a library. It's just yeah, being censored in a school. Why schools have to be such a closed forum? Because there's a bunch of parents that are all fuck, you know, all, all like, because there are a bunch of parents that, oh my god, my kid might actually learn something I don't really want him to learn. Well, basically, it's just the basic premise that the majority rules in a democracy. And if the majority doesn't want their kids to learn how to masturbate at two years, well, four years old or some shit, that's what goes. Okay. I don't know. I, I think we should be teaching every kid how to, how to masturbate. <laughs> Uh, if we cancel or censor everything that people find offensive, nothing will be left, he said. Mm-hmm. Raskin, I know, well, that's what's going on. Raskin cited criticism from the left seeking to remove the Mark Twain classic, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Yeah. 
because it uses a racial slur even though its overall theme is opposed to racism and slavery. See, now, I thought I would have recognized, you know, like, that would have been something to get me interested in the book, especially, like, who I was at that time. It's like, I just remember I was so bored, or I was so, I just hated trying to read that book. I just hated reading that book. I didn't read Huckleberry Finn. I, I, I remember reading Tom Sawyer, and I remember just hating that book so much that probably if it had a racial slur, it might have made reading the book more interesting to me. But God damn it, I hated it. I hated reading that book. Well, there were certain books I didn't like that I was forced to read in elementary school, and then others that I enjoyed, like Of Mice and Men. Great. And The Great Gatsby. Yeah. And Siddhartha. Credit. Penn found that 86 school districts have had been removed. Well, 86 school districts had removed 1,145 titles from their shelves. Over the last month, some permanently and some others while investigation was underway. Morrison's The Bluest Eye was removed in 11 school districts, while Ashley Hope Perez Out of Darkness was removed in 16 districts. Both novels address racism and include sexual content. Mm-hmm. Maya Maya Cobabes, genderqueer, a memoir, was removed in 30 districts, the organization said. Okay. I don't know. I'm just thinking. See, I would, you know, like, I wish they would have, like, I wish some chick would have, like, taught me how to jack off right in school, man. <laughs> You know, just giving me a hand job so I could know I, that, that I could get myself to come. You know? <laughs> like, now you try it next. <laughs> Tomorrow you get to try it. And I'll, and I'll watch it shit, right? <laughs> just gotta make it weird, huh, cockhead? Hell yeah! More than two-thirds of the banned books were fiction, but non-fiction titles which I don't agree with this shit, including biographies for children of Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King Jr., Duke Ellington, and Nelson Mandela were also among those removed from shelves in school curricula. Okay. These Republicans are getting crazy with how much they want to ban books. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like, Martin Luther King, seriously, you're going to ban his autobiography? Five poetry collections were also banned. Four in ten removals were tied to political pressure in eight school districts in Texas, South Carolina, and Georgia, the report said. 
In some instances, I think it should be a case-by-case basis, but just going in and banning, like, real history shit that tells the truth from an un... Well... Tells the truth from as unbiased a perspective as can be is pretty fucked up. I mean, I just don't think the Republicans should be trying to ban books. And I don't think the Democrats should be trying to ban shit off social media either. It's just, this is, this is just, the Republicans are being lame trying to ban books at school. Is there anything else in this article? No. Or what else in this? Okay, so let's go to the next article. Russian state media has been crippled. China fills the gap. Whoa! So it means, like, true get power. It means it's all people in wheelchairs and canes and shit on, the, on, the, on Russian state TV. On, on Russian, because what did they say? Russian state media has been crippled? Yeah. Yeah, that means it's all people with wheelchairs and canes and shit. Right on. China is Russia's most powerful weapon for information warfare. It's like the Crips have taken over the media in Russia. In recent weeks, China has emerged as a potent outlet for Kremlin disinformation, researchers say, portraying Ukraine and NATO as the aggressors and sharing (laughs) false claims about neo-Nazi control of the Ukrainian government. Okay, well, I think it is true that the U.S. and NATO are being aggressors. I mean, that is a truth that's happening. I mean... The U.S. is escalating this war just as much as, as Russia is. They might not be invading the country and being as, as lame as Putin, but they are escalating this shit. I don't think Ukraine escalated this. No, Ukraine didn't, but the U.S. and NATO definitely did. Yeah. I mean, definitely, I definitely say the Biden administration escalated this war heavy. With over a billion followers on Facebook alone, China's state controlled. Okay, I can't even hear you. What do you think? With over a billion followers on Facebook alone, China's state-controlled channels offer Russian President Vladimir Putin a powerful megaphone for shaping global understanding of the war often called a special operation in line with Kremlin rhetoric. Since Russia invaded Ukraine. Special operation? That's just TV for retarded people. This is special operation! Yay! What are you going to do? I'm going to go support Putin in the war! Yay, Putin! Yay, Vladimir Putin! You're going to... Make Russia great again. Yay, 
Vladimir Putin. I think he just offended so many people on so many levels. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> With over a billion followers on Facebook alone, China state controlled channels offer. Well, wait, I already read that. Special operation Chinese channels have touted the false claim that the United States runs bioweapons labs in Ukraine. Bullshit. That no, got that exposed. that is a true claim. <laughs> wait, wait, say that part again, because that is a true claim. <laughs> Chinese channels have touted the false claim that the United States runs bioweapons labs in Ukraine. Which, that's not a false claim. That is the truth. The United States does run bioweapons, did run bioweapons labs in Ukraine. <laughs> so again, here's these people saying shit's false when it's not. Have asserted that Ukrainian neo-Nazis bombed a children's hospital with which was in fact bombed by Russian troops, which is probably true. Yeah, I think that was bombed by Russian troops. And has suggested that Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky was being manipulated by U.S. billionaire George Soros. I think uh-huh. that's a possibility. I haven't seen any evidence of it, but... Wait, what's... Wait, say that last part Have suggested that Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has been was being manipulated by U.S. billionaire George Soros. No, I don't think George Soros was manipulating, what, Zelensky? Yeah. Okay, I don't believe George Soros was manipulating Zelensky. Well, you think George Soros is a swell guy. I think there's he's done a lot of cool things. Uh, he's funded a lot of cool things. I think a lot of people, Republicans, have tried to make him look bad when he isn't as isn't the bad person they, they try to make him look out to be. Well, he's funded well, a lot of revolutions out. all around the world. Right on. That's what I think is good about about uh, George Soros. Nah, he's a globalist. Literal Nazi. Okay, well, I don't know if I believe that. I mean, he he might be a globalist and, and maybe one of the worst. I don't know, but he's funded some cool stuff. I don't know that lately. I don't you see know, him as that you're bad. You're for the things. Open Borders Initiative that he funded. Okay, well, I think Open Borders is a good thing. I know you would rather be making gas ovens for Mexican people, but. <laughs> Not per se that, just like, you know, just don't give motherfuckers rights in my country, they haven't earned it. Okay, like any of us have earned anything, shit. Like, we have to earn our rights, that's a, that's a bullshit concept. Well, what's the law that's, it's an international law that basically explains how you get rights in any country. 
Yeah, I know, but that's this whole idea that you don't automatically have rights. You have to earn them. That's just, that's bullshit. Chinese chancels, channels also have given airtime and amplification to high-ranking Russian government officials and to presenters from Russian government channels whose shows have been restricted or blocked. Last month, after a host on Sputnik, the Russian state news outlet posted a video on his personal YouTube channel discussing how neo-Nazis were on the rise in Ukraine. The clip was tweeted by Frontline a Chinese government outlet. Mm-hmm. With governments and tech platforms moving to censor or limit the spread of Russian propaganda, pro-Kremlin talking points are now being laundered through influencers and proxies, including Chinese officials and state media outlets that obviously do not face the same restrictions that have been placed on Russian state media outlets said Brett Schaefer, senior fellow and head of the information manipulation team at the Alliance for Securing Democracy. Okay, but this is what's so ridiculous. Information manipulation, and then they call it securing democracy? This is like complete oxymoron shit. It's like... True. They shouldn't be manipulating information, and... The idea that that the they decided to ban uh, Russian channels because they're afraid. It's like they they don't want free speech, so it's like they want to censor. Oh, let's ban anything that that any of uh, Russia's media, so nobody gets to hear what the other side says. Oh, let's ban. It's like okay, so we banned Russian media. Oh my God, now we got to try to ban Chinese media. Because they're letting these Russians that we banned get have their free speech. Oh my God! You know this whole idea that you don't want people to hear the other side's opinion. It's just it's it's ridiculous. It, it, it's like yes, communist China is it's not you know they're against free speech, but at least. Here, you guys, here the U.S. government and the the, inter- the people controlling the internet are trying to take away free speech, and they want to ban Russian media. So it's like, why are you going to criticize China who doesn't have free speech when you want to ban media yourself, and then you want to ban China's media because they're giving the other side's point of view, because they're giving Russia's point of view when you don't want the other side's point of view to be heard. That's just totally ridiculous. But to play devil's advocate, does a country that doesn't allow free speech deserve free speech? Okay. No, if you're really going to play devil's advocate, the whole idea is, you know, we need death to win over life and darkness to win over light. So, uh oh, shit. That's not good. What happened? I gotta take heavy crap. Can I call you back? Yeah. Okay. Alright, peace. Peace.
All right, we pimping these hoes live in effect. Can you? We were in the middle of an article when I left. Yeah. Okay, so what, what were we? What were we reading about? With, te- with governments and tech platforms moving to censor or limit the spread of Russian propaganda, pro-Kremlin talking points are now being laundered through influencers. Well, we read that. Yeah, which is, you know, why it's lame that they want to censor either Russia or China, you know, and they're trying to make it so you can't hear what the other side has to say. It's like, we don't think you can come up with an opinion by yourself. Maybe if you hear the other side, then you might believe it. Like, what the hell? You just have no faith in your own people's intelligence. Well, of course they don't. They wouldn't have instituted these, you know, lockdowns and restrictions and, you know, COVID passports if they did believe in their people's intelligence. Yeah, no, probably not. But anyway, okay, so what else in the article? Uh, Alliance for Securing Democracy, a nonpartisan initiative housed at the U.S. German Marshall Fund that tracks Chinese and Russian state media. This has allowed the Kremlin to effectively skirt bans meant to limit the spread of Russian propaganda. Okay, well, good. These bans were stupid in the first place. Probably. Putin's success in seeding some of these misleading narratives through proxies and allies, is casting doubt on the ability of Western governments and the tech giants to effectively rein in the most pernicious forms of authoritarian authoritarian propaganda. Okay, but and when the Democrats do propaganda, it's not considered authoritarian? You know, when they're doing their pro-war propaganda, it's not authoritarian? Come on, it's one group of authoritarianism trying to stop the other group's authoritarianism. You guys are both doing the same thing. You know, it's like uh, the Democrats are doing the same thing that the, the Putin's government's doing, and but they're doing war. You know, it's like, oh, we got to censor the other side's point of view. You know, like, what the hell, man? Using the uh, tech giants to censor anything that goes against uh, official government policy. You know, it's ridiculous. Anyway, what else is in the article? <sighs> With China's help, experts say Russia also is gay regaining its ability to cloud the narrative about your around Europe's biggest conflict since World War Two. Okay. While the world's eyes are still on Ukraine and the journalists are there, it's going to be hard for Russian government to make great progress. But they can make progress on the edges, said Kate Starbird, 
an associate professor in the Department of Human-Centered Design and Engineering at the University of Washington. And in the long run, if the public is confused enough about what happened, then we might not give our leadership a clear message to take action. Okay, but again, this idea that your leadership has to take action, this is the problem. It's like you guys want to fight a war because some rich people are want to keep the land and resources that, they, that they've gotten in the Ukraine since the, the uh, fall of the Soviet Union. And this is really only about rich people getting rich and, and people wanting to expand an oil empire. And, and you just got to stop act, acting like uh, uh, the U.S. pro-war thing is, is so innocent and sweet. And, and it's, it's really this clear-cut thing of, of bad Putin, which, yeah, bad Putin is fucking with Ukrainians. But it's like our government wants to fight on Ukraine's side so they can preserve oil uh, interests and have the oil sold in dollars instead of rubles and uh, to, to keep the, 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 these corporations being able to exploit the land and resources in the Ukraine. They don't really give a shit about uh, the Ukrainians and how they feel. It's just something to use so that they can keep their business interests going okay. Anyway, what else is in the article? That's the end of the article. Okay, so this, this is, it's just really screwed up that these tech companies want to censor Russian media, and now that China Chinese media is giving the Russian me, uh, people a platform, then they want to censor China too. It's like everybody, the, the tech industry has to stop censoring everybody. Like all this, this censoring people, it's it's the same shit the Republicans have been doing, and the and the Democrats and the tech giants are doing the same thing, and it's fucked up. Whether it's the Republicans or whether it's the Democrats or whether it's the tech giants, whoever's doing all this censorship, all of the censorship is fucked up. Anyway, let's you know, it's like you're 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 making it. Like, we can't trust our own people's intelligence to be able to tell what's really going on or not. We have to tell them the only resources they should be able to get a hold of and then censor everything out. It's just getting ridiculous. Yeah. The Republicans going along with this and not speaking out against this censorship is pretty fucked up. Yeah. And then FBI investigating how 15 boxes got to Trump's home. Okay, what's this about? Like, why do they care that 15 boxes got to Trump's house? What's Okay, what's this about? Or let's go into the article. Yeah, it's about the uh, classified material and all that shit. In our world. Okay, so it's 15 boxes of class- classified material. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of interested. What's this about? Hmm? What's this about? Federal authorities are in the preliminary stages of investigating the handling of classified material found at former President Donald Trump's Florida home after he left office. People familiar with the matter said Thursday. Uh 
The effort led by the FBI stems from the discovery of classified information in 15 boxes that contained documents, mementos, gifts, and letters that had been taken from the White House at the end of Trump's term in apparent violation of the requirements for turning over all presidential records to the National Archives. Okay, so that's what they're mad at, is that, which, okay, kind of makes sense that Trump is supposed to send all of his documents when he's done being president uh, to the National Archives, and instead he kept them for himself. Probably. Okay. Now, what else is in the article? The development was reported earlier by the Washington Post. The National Archives said in February that it had consulted with the Justice Department about the classified material, which it retrieved the previous month from Trump's Mar-a-Lago home in Florida. You don't think this is just what we covered yesterday? I'm just trying to remember what we covered yesterday. The classified documents. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I guess let's go to the next article if it's already covered it. Romney proves to be rarest of commodities in Congress. Okay, let's go into this one. Romney, Romney to go around. Romney, a former opponent of Jackson, is one of her few Republican backers. Okay. Oh, which they did confirm her today. I got to see that, which was cool. They did the vote yesterday. No, but they confirmed her this morning. Like, they did the official... I don't know, not the official where she's sworn in, but she was officially confirmed that she's going to be in the Supreme Court. She, like, made a speech and all that. What else in this article? Three Republicans voted to confirm Jackson. Romney and Senators Lisa Murkowski of Alaska and Susan Collins of Maine. Of those three, only Romney voted last year against confirming Jackson to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit, often considered the second highest court in the land. Uh After meeting with Jackson last month and reviewing her confirmation hearings, Romney changed his mind, saying he had concluded that she is a well-qualified jurist and a person of honor. Okay. It was an implicit rejection okay, of the. Okay, go on. It was an implicit rejection of the narrative that his fellow Republicans had pushed about the first black woman to be put forward for the Supreme Court, who many of them portrayed during her confirmation hearings as a liberal extremist, which she is, who is soft on crime, which she is. Okay, well, that's what I like about her. <laughs> While I do not expect to agree with every decision she may make on the court, I believe that she more than meets the standard of excellence and integrity. Oh. 
Romney said in his statement this week. Excellence, a lack of record and experience. Welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order show. I'm your host, Aaron Order. I'm Kyle Chaos. Um, Tune in next time when we hear more about, I guess this whole thing was more about how we're being screwed with. I don't think we had any stories about us keeping ourselves from being screwed with. Um, nope. We got Republicans screwing kids over by censored textbooks. You got the social tech giants censoring people by, or, or, or screwing with us by censoring, by not letting us hear Russia's side of the war. I think the only thing that's the only story we covered in the whole show that was about us keeping ourselves from being screwed with was. Which even Le Pen running in France is kind of people being screwed with, but at least she's going against uh, the uh, pro-war thing. So maybe Le Pen winning in France, although a bunch of people are going to be screwed with if she wins, is still in a, a small way as keeping ourselves from being screwed with because that would at least be someone that's going against the uh, pro-war effort in uh, the EU. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. All it's right. Okay. Get out of here, you hippies. This is, is leaving the premises. All right. Peace, Audi. Peace, Audi. <laughs>